0: Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Today, guys, we are covering the story of Courtney Lake. This one, guys, is really near and dear to my heart. Since we usually cover cases all over the place, this time I kind of wanted to keep things a little bit closer to home from a province called Newfoundland and Labrador. For those of you who have no idea where it is, it's a small little island in Canada. And I have so many friends and clients out there. I've got friends from gaming out there. I've got friends that are people that I've just
1: known for a while and through readings. Yes, I remember there was a time that you were doing private readings and they all must have talked to each other. And you had so many readings with so many new fees within a month's worth of time
0: right? And that's saying something. (laughs) And you know, we usually get into Fortnite games. And with our friends, we'd start talking the uh, new phonies there together. I remember saying things like a bye.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you guys did it again and all managed to keep our numbers strong. And we managed to have over 50,000 downloads this month. Thank you all to our viewers. Now, with that being said, I would love to give a shout out to our top patrons of the week. We have sheadog Dog nineteen eighty, Jody Traherny, Stacy Jane Kerrigan, and Marcia Fourgear ninety six. Yes, you guys are amazing. Now,
0: before we start on Courtney, I did want to mention one more thing. Some of you have been asking me how to become a patron on the podcast. Well, I know myself, things can get a little complicated and confusing, so I'm going to explain it the best way I can with these simple rules. One, Podbean is the only place you'll be able to access them, so start there first. Number two, you will have to start to follow the Freaked Out podcast. Three, once you follow, there's a little button right at the top of the page, right next to the follow button. It's the color red or a dollar sign it's usually red some phones have different colors it will take you to the patron side enter in your information and when you're done there you can pledge two dollars minimally and you will have access to all the episodes that are on that side including Tupac and Biggie we have heard some of the common issues as well people basically can't get in to see certain episodes logging in and out does help and if not, get right onto the patron page where you did do the pledge and all the episodes will be there to listen to as well. If all else fails, you have a Facebook page to assist you. I know everyone doesn't have Facebook, but it's the easiest place for us to be able to assist you. Not only me, Landon and other mods, especially Catherine. Find her. She's your Podbean guide.
1: And mine and Landon's support, of course, for this podcast journey. Absolutely, yes. It was important to let you all know that as we've seen many, many comments asking, so hopefully this helps you guys. Let's not wait any longer and discuss Courtney Lake's story. Okay, guys, so Courtney grew up with her parents and
0: brother in a small town of St. Lawrence, Newfoundland. I believe she was actually from another province as well, but they did stay there too.
1: Courtney was known as a love for life and a high energy. She spent a lot of her time with her family and she loved being part of the community. She was also close to other family members, which also consisted of her two aunts, Glenda and Donna, while her parents eventually separated and her mother moved her over 300 kilometers to Mount Pearl, Newfoundland remain close to both in her late teens
0: courtney met a man named jason at an event in st lawrence not long after the pair started a relationship which lasted about four years and resulted
1: in the birth of their son oliver the relationship ended in 2017 and although they were young parents they both did a good job of co-parenting and doing video calls with each other for the sake of their son with Oliver living with Jason and Courtney FaceTiming him on a daily basis.
0: She also managed to make Newfoundland History. In 2013, Courtney made history as the first single mother to enter the Miss
1: Newfoundland and Labrador pageant. Courtney would eventually enter into a toxic relationship with Philip Smith. From the sounds of it, their relationship was pretty toxic pretty early on.
0: On April 15, 2017, Smith assaulted Courtney near his home on 22 Alice Drive, not far from the Marine Institute on Ridge Road in St. John, Newfoundland. On April 17th, Courtney's
1: mother, Lisa, called the RNC to report the assault. When an officer arrived at the Lake residence, Courtney explained that an altercation had occurred upon her trying to get out of Smith's pickup truck. He had tried to stop her by punching her twice, once in the stomach and once in the arm. She then complained of a bump on her left eyebrow and a sore arm and a cut on the inside of her lower lip. This guy sounds like a real winner
0: only a month later in may of 2017 smith sent courtney's new boyfriend intimate images of her without her permission and something the young mother reported to the authorities as well looks like she was trying to do her best to contact the police right away sadly this is only the beginning
1: of this horrifying story on may 5th 2017 Philip's sister called the rnc concerned about his well-being she informed the officer that she believed her brother was in his pickup truck near rcaf road close to the st john's airport using gps to track smith's cell phone the officer arrived in the area and approached the truck in which he saw a white male with short blonde hair and sunglasses
0: philip drove away and was later found near pond off peacekeepers way in conception bay south which he later tried to harm himself the officers placed him in handcuffs, and he
1: was held in the healthcare facility for a total of four days. While all this was going on, she worked on getting help. Courtney obtained a peace bond that prevented Smith from having any contact with her. This confirmed by friends who were aware of the relationship. When Philip appeared in front of a judge in order to change this restriction on May eighth of two thousand seventeen he was denied. He was, however, granted permission to drive to work on privileges that had been revoked prior to this court date. Just awful to hear.
0: Now typical of a controlling man, despite the peace bond, Smith attempted to contact Courtney 33 times
1: on June 5, 2017. He also drove to the family home in Mount Pearl. While well, Courtney was not taking any chances, she ended up contacting the authorities about this, but Philip drove away before they could arrive. However, he was later stopped near the home and arrested. On June 7, 2017,
0: Smith appeared in court on a number of offenses to which he primarily pled guilty. He admitted to the assault on Courtney for which he received a suspension sentence. And to knowingly publishing, distributing, transmitting, selling or making available an intimate image, knowing that the person depicted did not give their consent, which resulted in another suspended sentence. As well as pleading guilty
1: to a number of driving related offenses, he was also convicted of breaching a recognizance that prohibited him from having contact with either Courtney or her mother in relation to the events of two days prior and was sentenced to two days' time served. A number of charges were also withdrawn, with both the Crown and the defense agreeing he was currently in the middle of a crisis.
0: I so believe that he was in the middle of a crisis, but letting him go
1: was very bad, but that's exactly what they did. Upon leaving the courthouse, Smith was given a probation order to stay away from Courtney and her mother. That same day,
0: Courtney and Jason took Oliver to his
1: weekly swimming lesson at the Muse Community
0: Center in St. John's, after which Jason dropped Courtney off at her mother's house. After spending the afternoon with her family, she was later dropped off at her residence
1: on Wellington Crescent, located in Mount Pearl. Here is where things get pretty wild. Courtney was last seen on June 7, 2017 in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, four hours after Philip Smith left the
0: courthouse. According to her family, she went to obtain her personal items from him, and apparently he had given her a few of her items, but... He left them in boxes that were burning, but not the Christmas ornaments that she had wanted. According to her family, he was not going to give them to her unless she was going to see him directly to give them back to her.
1: On June 28, 2017, investigators armed with a search warrant converged on the two-unit property Smith and his father owned. While they wouldn't confirm at the time if the search was connected to the Courtney disappearance, they did maintain a watch on the house By setting up a tent in the backyard, they ended up removing a number of items from the property, including Smith's truck, which was later returned to him. During this press conference, they released residential security
0: footage footage, which showed Courtney leaving her home on Wellington Crescent at 7.52 p.m. on June 7th and walking towards the area of Lindbergh Crescent and Ruth Avenue. At 7.54, the footage showed her walking down the street with a black GMC Sierra pickup truck with the Browning camouflage deer head decal on the passenger side window pull up beside her. After she entered the passenger side, the truck swung back around and
1: drove the opposite direction. The police shared that they believe Courtney was taken to a secluded, wooded, or less-traveled area, a short drive from where she was picked up. As such, they conducted searches in the Galway development in the wooded areas of Outer Ring Road, the Sea Cove area of Conception Bay South, and Powers Pond. They also asked those in the same area as well as residents living around Lindbergh, Crescent, Ruth Avenue, and the Trans-Canada Highway, and Missioner Avenue to review dash cam and home security footages.
0: After Courtney's disappearance... Philip Smith continued to get in trouble with the law. He was later accused of committing more crimes on the day Courtney had been last seen, including driving while disqualified
1: and breaching a peace order in relation to Lisa Lake. On August 9, 2017, he pleaded guilty to breaching the condition meant to keep him away from Courtney, admitting he'd picked her up from Missioner Avenue on the night she went missing. However, He didn't reveal where they went or where he last saw her. He also pled guilty to the drinking while prohibited charge relating back to his June 27, 2017 arrest.
0: In relation to the new charges, Smith was sentenced to 90 days in custody. With time served, he was only due to serve 24 days. He was released August 24, 2017 after 16 days on good behavior and was given a one-year
1: driving prohibition. In the fall of 2017, Smith was relieved of his military duties due to his criminal convictions. This is eight years after he enrolled in the Army Primary Reserves on October 31st 2017 Smith
0: called his family saying he was going to kill himself concerned they contacted the authorities of course who put searches on standby for an hour away at Bellevue Beach where the Smith family had a cabin at 3 a.m on November 1st a sniffer dog located Smith's body on Although police wouldn't initially confirm or deny the suicide, only saying that they were investigating a sudden death in the Bellevue Beach area, and there was
1: no risk to the public. Smith's death prompted investigators to conduct a thorough search of Bellevue Beach, joined by the Rovers, the Avalon North Wolverines, and central Avalon search and rescue teams. They searched for evidence connected to Courtney's disappearance, but they came up empty.
0: Courtney's family feels like someone in this community has information about the case. They keep in constant contact with the RNC. Everyone suspects Philip Smith No other suspects are connected to her disappearance.
1: Courtney Lake is seen in on a dash cam video getting into a black GMC pickup truck at 7.54pm on June 7th of 2017, the last day she was ever seen. I am so ready
0: to finally start this episode. I've been working long trying to get this episode written up. First off, let's start off with some things she didn't reveal to so many people, if at all. Philip was pretty abusive in the relationship from the beginning. She shows me that when it comes to being intimate, she was trying to take things slow since she and her last boyfriend rushed into things. She shows me he was very pushy. He became obsessed. He would call her a hundred times a day. If she was off somewhere for more than five to ten minutes, he would get mad at her and accuse her of cheating with her ex and any other male for that matter that he may see, even family members. She said that his jealous rage was front row and center. She also shows me that he had one other ex that was someone who broke his heart. Lucky for her, she had a very strict family. And when Philip became too much, they got her away from him. She shows me that he always talked about death, dying, dying together, and how he wanted to make sure they died together. I feel like this guy was trying to work her from the beginning. Oh, yeah. She said that he was talking about marriage within the first two, three days of them talking and how he never felt this way with anyone and wanted to make sure that they never broke up. He was very attracted to her and she was unlike any other girl he had met, so he didn't want to lose her. He also wanted to start his own family with her as well. She just shows me that these were signs that she thought were romantic and sweet, but now sees them as red flags. She wants men and women to pay attention to those signs. She said she never had anyone pay attention to her so much and it was different from others. So she just let go
1: of a lot of things that she was feeling and kind of went with the flow. What happened after things turned violent and what happened with all those details? Well, she
0: shows me he got mad at her for the first time about a week after they became boyfriend and girlfriend. She keeps showing me a moment where he pulled her arm hard and yanked her pretty fast She was pretty upset about that one, but he said he didn't mean it, so she let it go. He also called her a whore and a slut on a daily, and she was already over him, so she started to pull away from him, and it only made him angrier and angrier, and he kept being more and more aggressive towards her with his words. And then I even feel like he made threats about killing her family. This guy definitely seems like he's a little fucked up in the head. I think he really was he already had mental health issues before they met like shouldn't be out alone in society type of mental health issues be under some sort of conveyorship type of mental health issues his family i believe were a little bit in denial on how bad his mental health issues were but from the sounds of it he had to hurt a few people in the past a lot of them kept it hush hush to be good outstanding citizens And a lot of people were worried about their reputation back then. His mental health was missed very badly. So are a lot every day. Hence why so many bad things happen in the world.
1: More and more every day, sadly. A lot of men and women just deal with the abuse because it is too hard to deal with it if they leave. Exactly. And it is a hard
0: situation and every situation is different. But all in all, it's a tough one. Let's talk about the day she disappeared. What can you tell us about that day? It's even sadder knowing that she had the best day. She had fun with the family, and then he was texting her. I feel like he would message her from a weird account or a weird number, something private and something that was not associated with his name. However, he did it about getting her ornaments, I'm assuming. And from the sounds of it, he was extra nice to her that day. So she didn't feel like he was going to be as problematic as he normally is. And so she trusted she could go. Do you think that he knew he was going to do it? Let's just say he had this entire thing planned out for a few days and he played out the situation in his head over and over again, but it didn't go as planned. What happened next? She shows me that he had gotten her a drink, perhaps something from like a drive through I feel like it was a summer drink, not a coffee though. And I see that he had it set up this way to make a gesture to make her kind of feel more comfortable. She shows me he wanted to take her for dinner. He had said that he had a little extra cash. I personally believe it's not his money. And that he wanted to take her for dinner as a peace offering on how he had treated her in the past. Maybe they could catch up being friends. And then maybe if Al goes good, they would start
1: dating again. In his mind, he thought he was going to go the nice way. He thought she would be all about doing these things with him. Exactly. He was doing
0: things that was out of the norm for him and even having a calm energy and being nicer than normal would convince her that he was a changed man from a few days prior you know he had a lot of time to think about this during the time in jail (sighs) right he used his time in jail as an indicator that he had changed And he wasn't the same person and he learned a lot from being in there and he doesn't want to deal with that again. He said that he missed her a lot and she basically just listened to him. I believe she was afraid to say anything at this point. I feel like she went stone cold quiet so that she could kind of think about his words. I know she didn't want to be with him anymore, but she also knew that he would escalate if she said no. So she just kind of said, yeah, maybe. She did tell him, however, that she wasn't interested in going to dinner because not only would people see them, but it would go against the court order. So he made a counteroffer of getting her something to eat and then going to the cabin he had. I'm not too clear on where this cabin is and if it's somebody else's cabin, but it was like a, a little cabin off in the woods. She shows me that they grabbed burgers and just went to this cabin to eat. He had her ornaments with him, or so he claimed. I'm not 100% sure on the details. In fact, I don't believe he brought them at all. He just made sure to take her somewhere very secluded. Pretty much. He also told her he didn't want anyone to interrupt them because since she agreed to be friends, he said he needed to talk to her and he wanted all her attention and she paid way too much attention to her phone and he said something like, that was one of my triggers. But I think he used a different word. So if you want to be my friend, you have to let me have the friendship I want. Dude was making this friendship a very controlled encounter from his side. Was she getting
1: nervous at all at this point?
0: Yes, she was getting nervous because she wasn't really interested in a friendship. She just wanted to make sure to go along with his demands to a degree and hear him out. She did mention to him that she didn't have long to hang out and had to go back home soon. Alright, so what happened next? She said he talked for a while and kept putting his hands on her her leg, holding her hand, telling her to look at him, believe him. She said she interacted a little bit, but not overly. She didn't feel comfortable. And from the looks of it, he may have been drinking a little
1: bit at this point as well. Sounds like he started to get to his angry dark side of the drinking.
0: Yes, It was even worse when he was drinking, and Courtney was really starting to panic a lot about it. Things started to get worse, and from what she shows me, he tried to kiss her, and she rejected him. She said that was the first moment of the night she knew she wasn't getting home that night. So what did he do? He pushed himself to kiss her anyway. He forced his tongue down her throat, and she screamed for him to stop and told him he was scaring her, and that she isn't going to be friends with somebody who can't respect her. I gotta take her admiration into consideration here. She is not backing down. He didn't like that, and well, he started to choke her, and I feel like he kept on and kept on. She was smacking his arms away from her, and he didn't stop. He said, if I can't have you, no other fucker is going to get you either. She shows me that before she passed out, she begged him to think about her son and that he needed her, and he said, I'll kill him too. I won't stop until I kill your entire family.
1: Wow, that is awful. So he was very, very cold and just didn't give a fuck at all. From what she shows me,
0: pretty much he didn't care. She died and she said her eyeballs were red and he did a bit of an overkill and held her and said he was sorry. And I believe something along the lines of, did you see what you made me do? Typical psychopath. Lucky for him, she passed peacefully and she was with her nana. Her nan was there to be there for her passing. She was there through the entire situation. So she had that comfort and peace there and
1: she did not suffer a lot. At least she had someone there with her.
0: Yes. So they had been looking a lot in the Bellevue Beach area for her. In the water, I believe, and the forest. But from the sounds of it... They were only able to obtain access to his vehicle. I feel like he had hidden her body somewhere. Could have been a freezer for a small period of time. But I feel like either the day before he killed himself or the day that he killed himself, he took her body and disposed of it. Drunk, I see. I also feel like he knew that the police were gaining a little bit more evidence to have search warrants. So he got rid of her body. Now, I know that everyone searched the area, but from the looks of what I feel and looking at the map, and by the way, guys, it is very hard to try and pinpoint a location unless I'm there in person, and Newfoundland feels so similar to a lot of areas, but I have to go with my spidey senses.
1: Liz believes that they weren't far from where they are looking for her, but she feels like She was taken to Trinity Bay by the old Perlican Cove. Yes, I do. I feel like it's off
0: on the side, but I feel like she will be found one day. Currently, I feel like a fisherman will find her body and they won't be able to determine the cause of death or anything because not enough DNA to confirm, but they will be able to confirm it's her. I keep seeing a waterfall as well in the area, so hopefully that helps out.
1: With this being said, since Liz is giving this information out there publicly, it can happen differently now or sooner. It's true. So because we're putting out this
0: information, we could be changing the path of things. So the fisherman finding her body could, in fact, end up having somebody find it faster. She wants to come home and be buried properly so her family can help find peace. She said that every single day, as hard as it was to lose a family member... Like a child, it's 10 times worse when you don't know where they are. And that is so true. She deserves that peace. Is there anything else that she would like you to know? She is very much about her family. Like I said earlier, she just wants them to know she is fine and at peace and taking care of everyone else. She's happy with all the progress everyone has made to help others. That makes her happy. She said she believed you guys would do so much for her. She loves purple and butterflies and always will send both. Her son, oh my God, she says he's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger than she ever thought, honestly. She said that he's going to give all the girls a run for their money. And she appreciates his dad and his dad's family and her family for making sure his life is so beautiful. She is still there kissing him in his room every night she said she tucks him in and makes sure his light stays bright (laughs) she said she swears she can see him growing as she watches him sleep all night
1: now we have no idea if we are going to have recording issues with this episode but we do want to let everyone know that philip has been trying to cause problems for liz this entire week
0: oh my goodness yes thankfully you reminded me to talk about that i was trying to get a head start on this episode And so I started it last week, Sunday. Well, I was about halfway done. I saved it. I overly save everything. And then I went to
1: bed. When Liz turned on her laptop to start writing again Monday after work, the two of us were sitting there watching TV and the only thing written on the episode was our intro. Every other word was
0: removed. I was in panic, like looking and looking. Perhaps I had it somewhere else or saved it under another document. I looked at every single written episode we ever had,
1: and there's a lot. And nope, not anywhere at all. Yes, Liz was so mad she refused to work on the episode for an entire week.
0: I was going to start on it again Thursday night, and then I did. I saved it again, and when I opened it Friday evening, the words were jumbled.
1: Exactly, I asked Liz if she was high when she wrote these words because the words just didn't even make any sense. They were all scrambled together. They were all like none, nothing made sense. Lucky for us, she restarted it and it went back to normal. And then I suggested for her to get a flash drive and move all the episodes over there just to make another copy of them just in case this happened again. Well, I took the suggestion and ran with it. So now I made
0: copies, but I'll tell you, he is still not making it easy. He's doing things from somewhere in technology world. I got this really weird error, too. The error read, this document has been modified from another device. Refresh to local copy.
1: Um, what? Yes, so glitches definitely in this episode, and now you know why. He um, basically did not want me to give out the
0: story, which is crazy. Um, From what I can feel from Courtney's side of things, she just explained that he kind of like floats around. No, he's not attached to her in any way. He has not come to terms with this situation. He's just in complete denial. But basically, he's just kind of floating about with her. She wanted her story said so badly. So her strength was a lot stronger than his, which is why we were able to do this today. Well, guys, for those of you waiting to hear what we will be doing next month, we have five Fridays in September. So we will have five episodes to bring you this month. Maddie McCann, which will be the exclusive episode. Elisa Lam, which is that Netflix series everyone's been talking about on the regular side. Natalie Wood on the exclusive side. Freddie Mercury on the regular side. And then the fifth episode will be Dulce Maria Alves. And that will also be on the exclusive episode.
1: Remember, the only way to access those of the exclusive side is if you are on the Patreon. With a paid subscription of at least $2 a month and will be able to listen to these episodes and all the other episodes we do. Exactly. So thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, stay freaked out.